Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Trisha Casson, and I am joined with Kayla Walton. Father Nick Ventura, and Joel Yarmish. Today we will be discussing holy images and statues within the Catholic Church. But first, may we start in prayer, Joel? Yeah. Uh, in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the gift of today. We thank you for um, all the blessings that you've bestowed on us in our individual lives. We thank you for the struggles that we face every day so that we can come to know you better and we can come to rely on you better. Uh, in your name we pray, our Father. Who art art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I thought this show would be a good idea, because a few recordings ago, uh, Father Venture and I got in a little tiff, because he was complaining about St. Anthony statues. St. Joseph statues. I thought it was St. Anthony statues. <laughs> oh, no, St. Francis statues in gardens. That's oh, right. Yeah, oh, you, the animals yeah, and the Yeah, you were making stuff. a big deal Sorry, about St. Yes. Francis statues in people's garden, and I got a little defensive of St. Francis. But I said I like St. Francis statues when it actually depicts St. Francis being St. Francis. Well, so not- I, I thought it would be a good show to maybe talk about why we have statues in the Catholic Church and uh, some of our favorite statues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I right. think a lot of times within the church, uh, maybe you guys even experienced this, someone will say like, well, you Catholics worship image you worship uh statues or uh and crucifix the crucifix mm-hmm. is unique to the catholic church like why would you want to remember the crucifixion or are you worshiping um a cross you know mm-hmm. uh so i think it's important to maybe clarify those misconceptions yeah, yeah no, that's, well, that's a good point but um, i just like to point out that you, you remember this because we had an argument about this instead of mm-hmm. you know just like oh this would be a nice thing to talk about no i had an argument with father nick about and this and i wanted so. to publicly embarrass and you, you wanted to pu- yep. thank you thank you trisha <laughs> i will remember that <laughs> yeah. so speaking specifically of uh, statues of god and of the cross um you know if you look at the old testament uh it was explicitly forbidden to create um, any statues or any images of God. You're not supposed to do it. Um, but that was kind of, uh, I guess, wiped away when Jesus came and, and it was decided at a council that we were now allowed to create images of God because um, God himself came to work. Yeah, and we, we have an image of we God. We have yeah, an image of God. Mm-hmm. And in, I mean, in I think it was the Gospel of John that said, um, if you know me, you know my Father. If you have seen me, you've seen my Father, which is... Um, obviously Jesus and God. So um, that's kind of why we're, why we are now free to create statues and images of God. Now, and and the thing in the old Testament too, but God did order sometimes when statues were to be made. In fact, for the Ark of the Covenant, he said, make two seraphim statues, Mm -hmm. describing it in gold. So it's not uncommon for us, but it was highly restricted Mm -hmm. in the old Testament which is a good point to make. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think too that, you know, if as young adults, if someone were to ask me why why do Catholic worship statues, I don't know if I would go back into the Old Testament and say, well, this, this, and this. I think that a really good analogy that um, the priest at the parish where I am, Father Lutz, used with our kids is, you know, I often carry around like a picture of my family, you know, and when I see that picture, I... 
I'm, I remember them and I love them. And I, I, I never love that piece of Kodak paper. Mm-hmm. You know, like my love is not for that Kodak paper. Mm-hmm. It is simply Don't for you mean on your the, phone. Right, yeah, yeah. And my love is <laughs> yeah, not for no. my iPhone 5C. No, my love is not for this piece of but Apple the technology. Phone, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. But, you know, in all seriousness, it is, I, my love is for those people who mm-hmm. are called to mind when I see these pictures. Mm-hmm. And so in the same way, that's what holy cards are. That's what statues are. That's what images are. And they're just, they're reminders of those whom we love so dearly. And I, I don't care about that plaster. I don't care about that wood carving. I don't care about that that material in and of itself, but I do care about that who it symbolizes. Yeah, mm-hmm. the same yeah. thing with a trophy. Yeah, we don't exactly. worship a trophy. I mean, we're not. It the just trophy reminds us of something of great accomplishment. That yeah, exactly. Um, so it's important to remember that an an image or an icon. It's not the saint that's present in the icon too. Mm-hmm. So when we see a saint, a statue of Saint Francis, we're not like, "Oh, Saint Francis, let me give you a hug and tell you everything that's going on." Um, but it's a connection that we make in our heart and our mind when mm-hmm. we see that image. No, that that's an exactly good point because we're part of the family of God. These saints are part are our brothers and sisters in faith, and they have won the race. Yeah, it, so why wouldn't we have pictures of it them? It reminds me um, when my when I was a little girl, my mom. I don't want to offend anyone, but we went to a. She had an old lady friend. So like she <laughs> okay. had an old lady who the church connected her with who she like took to grocery shopping mm-hmm. and this woman didn't have family. So, um, you know, she would come to our games and uh, we always just called her my mom's old lady friend. I mm-hmm. could say her whole name, but I don't know. No, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Anyways. And so but so she didn't have a lot. She didn't have children and she didn't have um, a husband or anything. So when she passed away, we helped clean her house out and her whole house was full of like images of the church and saints. And it was kind of like, that's her family mm-hmm. in a sense, you know, it just uh, pictures of those whom we've surrounded ourselves by. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's that, that <laughs> sign of God's love for us when we see other statues yeah. and other images that kind of remind us of these good mm-hmm. things. Um, I and think that's a really, it. go ahead. Oh, Go ahead, no, say, it's yours. It's yours. <laughs> your they reminder. help remind us to be alive for more. And <laughs> you go, you're Kayla. listening to Alive for More and St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I am Kayla Walton, and I'm joined in the studio by Trisha Cass and Jill Yarmish and Father Nick Ventura. I just kind of want to say, I kind of want to yeah. go back through all the recordings to see if, like, what are the best right. of, like, resets? <laughs> where, I mean, which right, one's the most corniest? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, either the most corniest or the best. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of a fun yep. exercise. So, uh, next week, next week will be our show on, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but you know we we're talking about icons and images and not in the sense that we that we ever want to commit the sin of idolatry but as Trisha was saying and as we all have said these images connect our hearts and our minds to um holy people to holy events to um to our lord simply by the images and you mm-hmm. know saint um saint Teresa of avila who is awesome and is a total boss when it comes to, yes. you know, right, when it comes to prayer, mm-hmm. um, it never went to a time of prayer without um, an image or a holy card. And, it, you know, because that that drew her deeper into prayer, mm-hmm. um, I think it was, to be fair, I think it was an image or a holy card or a book or scripture. Mm-hmm. But those images can draw us deeper into prayer. Yeah, it's too- and it's... 
It's funny that you mention holy cards um, because I was talking to my wife, Kelly, um, before the program, and uh, she said, you have to tell the story about holy cards. Um, she, We gave birth back. Well, she did most of the giving birth back in uh, <laughs> July, but um, I, was, I, so. I was also present. And um, one of the things we had so much fun doing the night before is we had our little set of holy cards and we wanted to take them all with us to the to the birth and obviously it's an incredibly painful um worthwhile experience for kelly but when she would have these moments of intense pain we would get a holy card out and she would focus on the holy card and we would pray the prayer on the holy card and um it was just it was so funny because um they they really felt like they were all these saints were there with us in the in the um the delivery room and kelly made the joke at the time was like i wonder how many people were allowed to have in the delivery room because i'm pretty sure we exceeded our limit because she had like a handful of, <laughs> of saints on these holy cards um but yeah it was just it was a great um it was a great tool to help us remember exactly what we're here for um what our journey is leading us towards and it was great to have the intercession of all those holy men and women in the room with us uh that's thank you for sharing that joel uh two stories i have about just images and uh one is i played volleyball with this girl um in high school and she wasn't catholic and her mom was just talking to me about how they decided to go to a catholic school and she was saying that when the little girl toured the public school and then they toured the catholic school in elementary and the mom asked like you know which school did you like better and the little girl said mom i liked saint mary's because jesus was in every room because mm. she saw the crucifixes. Yeah. And, no, it's how, and it's like how they made their decision. Mm-hmm. So she went to Catholic school for her career. And, and that is a, a great thing kind of now tying this into the, another form of uh, holy images that we kind of have, especially here in our diocese, is the sacred heart enthronement. Mm-hmm. That is a way of like dedicating a house to that image of the sacred heart. Um, and it is just a beautiful devotion that, especially here in our diocese, has kind of just taken off and is a good thing. And it's just, it puts it in, a, it's a good reminder for a household, like what mm-hmm. they're there for. And yep. what, the reason why I kind of remind you, because mm-hmm. that little girl said, Jesus is in every room. Mm-hmm. And really, he, I mean, it doesn't matter if the crucifix was there or not. No. Yes, he's there. But he's but that, that reminder. But that reminder saying, oh, yeah, he's here. Yeah, mm-hmm. to remind the teachers to maybe set that tone. Or... Exactly. No, um, that's a great story. I love that story. Um, another one is just when I was in college, uh, I was, you know, maybe like most college students, like in angst about what your future is going <laughs> to look like. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, you feel like it's the biggest deal in the world. I'm and... still in angst about my future, but that's okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that makes two of us. No longer in college, and yet I still feel it. <laughs> so I was in the midst of my, like angst and um i was struggling with should i enter a convent or should i just finish college and what do i do and i'm making it all about me you know how you do Mm -hmm. and um i i was studying abroad at the time and we had taken a pilgrimage with my school to poland Mm -hmm. and um we took a day to go to chestahova which is um our lady of chestahova it's an image um supposedly carved by St. Luke, mm-hmm. and the Polish people have a great devotion to this mm-hmm. image of Mary. Uh, not just a great devotion, but it's, I mean, it, it's their mom. It's still the longest reigning monarch in the world. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Our Lady is Queen of Poland, mm-hmm. still to this day. <laughs> That's wonderful. And yeah. um, and so I was praying at, at the shrine of Our Lady of Czestochowa in front of the image that so many saints have prayed in front of, you know, JP2, um, St. Faustina, Maximilian Kolbe, we could go on and on, and probably saints that are unnamed, and um, just had this like overwhelming peace that um, 
the Holy Spirit is in charge of my vocation and I don't need to be an angst over it and I just need to live freely and Our Lady will take care of me like a good mm-hmm. mother. Mm-hmm. And um, and so when, and just, yeah, that overwhelming peace of this moment in prayer. And um, so now every time I see an image of Our Lady of Chestahova, it's not that like I'm struck by like this picture, you know, mm-hmm. but it reminds me of that peace. Does that <laughs> yeah. make sense? You know, and th- this is another and, thing, too, because we have our, our own kind of pilgrimage site here in the great state of Ohio, I mm-hmm. suppose you want to say that, <laughs> is in uh, in Cary, Our Lady of Consolation. These There's a statue there of Our Lady of Consolation that is attributed to many miraculous healings. It's not that the statue is the source of power, or even mm-hmm. our, our Blessed Mother is, it's God, but mm-hmm. it's a pilgrimage yeah. site. Um, it's a place where people go to to uh, offer thanks to God, to ask for his love and mercy. And our Lord rewards that because it is a journey. He recognizes it took effort. Somebody said, I want to do something great for God. And this is a symbol of mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. is going to see this image, this statue. And it's not because people are wanting to say that the statue or the image or that monument or that basilica has the power. Mm-hmm. But it's rather it is a site, a, a a place where people can say, I am going to travel there like I am traveling towards God um, all the time, mm-hmm. just as a kind of, I don't know, symbol for their life, I suppose. Of course. And I think that's kind of a good thing to remind us that Our Lady of Chestahova does that. Kayla. You know, and I think, too, that it's important to keep in mind that we are physical beings, mm-hmm. you know, like we are not pure spirit. We we have a body and a soul. And because we have a body, we um we need to see things, you know, and, and our Lord knows that. And that's what is so beautiful in that, you know, he knew, Tricia, that you needed to see that image of our Lord, of our lady to help you. Um, well, remind, our Lord's in there too. Right, right, right. Yeah. And our Lord. <laughs> um, but he knew that you needed to see that image physically with your eyes. Um, and it, he knows that, you know, it, just now, like I'm looking at this picture of um, Mary being visited by the angel Gabriel. And uh, like seeing that image reminds me that you know of uh, of our mary of our lady's yes you know mm-hmm. of our lord's goodness mm-hmm. and like bringing it to mind these things that we cannot often comprehend or make up ourselves mm-hmm. and that is the beauty of holy images kayla does it remind you to be alive for more Oh, yes, yes, it, it does. does. Way to go, Trish. Because wow. you're listening to Alive for More on St. Gabriel Radio. You can hear us on Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online and on demand at stgabrielradio.com. I'm joined by Kayla Walton, Father Nick Ventura, and Joel Andrew Yarmish, and we are discussing... <laughs> I'm glad Joel's the only one we got. Whenever I hear, whenever I hear all three of my names, I assume I'm in trouble. So <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what did I do? <laughs> well, we could talk about that, how, you know, holy... So we're talking about how holy images and statues draw us uh, to the mystery of the Trinity and God's love and remind us of his presence, uh, you know, in, in our lives. But also we could talk about how naming <laughs> Joel Andrew yeah, um, reminds <laughs> us of all the accomplishments of St. Andrew. Yeah. Um, I had an interesting, um, when I was doing some research for the program, uh, I had a, uh, an interesting, I guess, historical note that um, in the early church, um, not a lot of people could read. Not a lot of people um, and were not able to access the Bible, the way that, you know, we are. So, um, a lot of the early paintings and the early artwork in the church was used as a, a teaching mechanism or as a way of catechesis because they attributed these pictures, these other things. Um, along the way, they also did the same thing with saints where you learned, uh, you learned about the saints through the artwork. So 
um, something that I thought would be fun is I looked up uh, online a couple images and things that you would see. In are you starting a competition, Joel? Uh, sure, it's a competition. Guys, yeah. I really don't like competitions. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, don't whatever. Yeah. whatever. Okay, continue, All right, Joel. Well, so, then Trisha can't play. So <laughs> I'm going to give you I'm going to give you some symbols that you Cute. might see in a particular picture of a particular saint, and will help you if you're looking in a church. Um, in around the diocese and you see these symbols, you can be pretty sure that that's what saint you're, you're looking at. So, uh, so okay, wait, wait, just to clarify the rules. Yeah. So when you say it, are we going to like count to the count of three or is it the first person who there's, says there's it? a list of them? Um, there's, there's going to be a, multiple ones for each one. So as soon as you know it, just go ahead and okay. I'll, I'll be the judge. All right. Great. Uh-huh. All right. Game on. Okay. So we'll start with, <laughs> I don't know. Trisha, are you allowed to play? Cause you said you don't like competition. <laughs> we'll start with, uh, we'll start with a softball near and dear to my heart. Um, a chord, Eyes on a dish, lamp. Uh, Saint um, Lucy. Lucy. Father Nick. Wait, 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 wait. That yeah. was totally a tie. No, it was I, not. I, specifically I said it first. Name. All right, so. No. Man, so all that's, right, fine. Well, because actually, because uh, our youth group just looked at some cow eyes to be oh. to remind of St. Lucy. That's why I kind of remember that. And that Sorry. is my daughter's name. So okay, and <laughs> also, cool. listeners, as you're going through these thinking, why in the world are eyes associated with Lucy? This is a beautiful uh, seed that has been planted for you to go and research. So yes. there are. this is all of their stories and that have to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. And so great things to think about. Yeah, yep. and that's why this was used as a, a way to catechize. So another one um, should be softball for somebody in the room. So uh, three purses or balls, an anchor... Patrick. A boat, a boat or a child? No, not, not Patrick. Not Andrew? Nicholas. <sighs> Say Nicholas. Uh, yes! And yes! No! And yes! the reason is um, part of his um, Santa Claus thing is um, he would pay off dowries. That's part of um, That's right. a story attributed to him is um, he paid off the dowries for three daughters. Uh, nice. So that is, I guess we'll give you a point, Kayla. No limit on guesses. Um, yep. The next one, we got Thank another you. softball. Uh, rosary. A star, Mary. A dog with a torch. Oh, Dominic. Dominic. That was totally me. No, I said, I said it. No. <laughs> <laughs> we all three get a point. Nobody gets a point because it's oh, so easy. But I... um, so uh, we got we have three more. So start start making. Uh, someone needs to make up some ground. All right. So the next one is wax, uh, taper, which is a candle, or uh, an iron comb. It's a woman. It is a guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. Me. Oh, you think so? It's so, uh, so a taper, I assume this is the thing that sort of looks like a wishbone? Okay. No, a taper is a candle. A type, um, uh, but a type of candle. Okay. Uh, it's, I think it's in the shape of a wishbone. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, um, Sebastian. No, not Sebastian. No, 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 no. no. Um, Ursula. Hillary. Nope. It's, he, you might hear him. He, the, the priest uses it um, for a special Incense. day. Uh, he uses this in a special Oh, look, the one who smashes the throats. Yeah. Uh, oh, Blaze. Blaze. Sing Blaze. 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 Sing Blaze. Yeah, no. <laughs> you didn't say the name. Two for Father Nick. Oh, Father. Okay, uh, this one, this guy's an apostle. Uh, it'd be a knife or human skin. Oh, shoot. John, who was... Peter, Andrew, James. <laughs> You're just naming all the apostles. Andrew, James, John, Peter, Thomas. Bartholomew. Bartholomew. Trisha, Bartholomew. Wait, <laughs> we said it at the same time. But Trisha why, did kind why? of say it. I've been chipped like three points already. So <laughs> okay, really. and then last last but not least, um, this, this guy is shown with arrows or a crown. Sebastian. St. Sebastian. Yes! Oh, so, Kayla won. Um, Kayla? 
So again, uh, just a fun little way to show that. Um, <laughs> I wish people could see what Kayla was just doing, some like fist pumping back there. All right, you know what? There's, there's it's some, a good thing we're on radio. There's uh, <laughs> there's some uh, some other good ones out there. Um, there's a, a crab with a crucifix that I think is for uh, Saint Jerome because there's a, a legend that he dropped his uh, crucifix in the ocean and a crab brought it back up to him. But there's there's again there's huh. there's all these yeah. different um, things that they slip into our work to help catechize and to help people remember the stories, especially um, when parts of the audience can't read and aren't um there was no internet so um things like that um but i think that um the overwhelming point that i think that we're all trying to make is um there are all these opportunities and all the churches that you go into um to just look around and to be moved by the artwork that is inside you can learn you can be moved by it um like trisha was by um and our lady of chestahova so Mm -hmm. i mean there's all these opportunities all around um to, to figure out why why you're alive for more yeah and uh you are listening to alive for more <laughs> uh on ma20 um you can listen to us on um thursdays at noon or sundays at three uh or anytime online on demand at saint gabriel catholic radio you know something else that we can remember too when we're talking about icons and images is just the amount of work that the artist had mm-hmm. to have put in to the actual pieces that they were making. And so, you know, it's we can almost take them for granted when we walk into a church and we see these beautiful murals or these paintings or the images on a holy card. Um, we can take them for granted, but really, like someone had to sit down and spend hours upon hours mm-hmm. working on that. And not to mention the amount of materials that they had to have used, but just the amount of work and precision and detail and focus and thoughtfulness that had to go into mm-hmm. that. And, you know, it just it makes me realize how grateful I am that people are willing to use their gifts and talents for the good of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and speaking of, um, you know, just the sacrifices that go into those particular um I guess, works of art, uh, I guess another fun fact from uh, the early days in the church when they were deciding uh, what color blue to depict Mary. Um, it's the blue that's used that you most commonly see uh, Mary depicted as. It's in, in French, it's called Sacre Bleu or um, the Holy the holy Blue. And it mm. is actually the most expensive paint to make. So um, that, that kind of went into the decision making and the, the, I guess, the honoring that took place in making those paintings. And and the thing is about, like, one of the most important artworks in Christian antiquity is icons. Or, or our icons, sorry, the teachers in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just <laughs> um, cringed a little bit. Yes. So, anyways, our icons. Icons are a Eastern form of prayer, actually. In fact, I remember my very first year in seminary, we had to write an icon of the Archangel Michael. Um, where, but it's also a prayer. It's a form of prayer too. Yes, Joel. Yeah, is um, now I was talking to, to Kelly about this. She said basically, you you pray, you yes. create part of it, you mm-hmm. pray some more, then you create more parts of it. Is that yep. the, the way yep. it's done? And you're praying as you're making stuff mm-hmm. with it too. So this artwork is also that person's prayer to God, a a gift to the church mm-hmm. to continue on to inspire others to think of God and of stuff like that. And I think at this point, like to talk about artwork especially here in our diocese we have a great repository of like sacred artwork um in the jubilee museum out out on the towards the west side of downtown Mm -hmm. uh near holy family the jubilee museum has i mean floors full of like just religious artwork from antiquity from different parishes Mm -hmm. in our diocese that we've had to consolidate 
or move around and stuff like that. And so in order to not lose the artwork, they've been kind of all gathered together to be preserved for future generations. In fact, if you go to TripAdvisor for Columbus, Mm -hmm. TripAdvisor is a website that just says things to do in whatever city you're visiting. Mm -hmm. The Jubilee Museum is number nine. Is number wow. nine. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. It was, it, it was number one for a while too. It was yeah. a. It's a yep. really great thing. Look up the Jubilee yeah. Museum. Um, no, but at this time, I kind of like to invite all of us to talk about our favorite artwork in the diocese, just really quick. I'll go out right away. There is this beautiful image of the crucifixion that has the Blessed Mother, or clearly our Lord, and uh, St. John over at St. John the 23rd Catholic Church in Lithopolis. Mm-hmm. It's a very beautiful image, and like you see, I mean, it's kind of also gruesome, but it just kind of puts it right in your face, yeah. is where the blood is coming out of the side of our Lord, and St. John is gathering it in a chalice and looking out at people, uh, like inviting them. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's where the... And it was right behind the altar for the Eucharistic sacrifice. That's my favorite beautiful. one. So next, Trisha. Um, well, a lot comes to mind, but since I have to go quickly, the first thing is the nativity set at St. Patrick's during Advent mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they um, set out is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like the grotto at uh, Immaculate Conception as well as St. Bernadette in Lancaster. Um, it's always held a special meaning to me. Um, St. Bernadette was my home parish, and it's just really beautiful. Man, you all went really fast. Okay. So, <laughs> I could go again. This, no, thank you. <laughs> I think they, um, one that really just uh, that I love so much um, are the Stations of the Cross. At Ohio Dominican, I know that it's really random, but um, inside that chapel, there was a Lent that um, my spiritual director at the time said that I should do the Stations of the Cross every day Mm -hmm. during Lent. And um, so they have had like such a special meeting for me ever since then. They're very, very simple, but beautiful. Um, So Ohio Dominican on the east side. And we also invite you to think of your own favorite sacred artwork that you've seen growing up or around the diocese. Call that to mind because that's how the Lord is trying to lead you closer to him. So Mm -hmm. I... yeah. Yeah. Um, just, uh, you know, in closing, well, I think the overall message of the, the show is, uh, just look up in church. Um, don't, don't just think like you're going, getting your one hour a week in, um, open your eyes, look around the church cause there's beauty all around in, in all the parishes and, um, yeah, just let it, let it speak to you. Yep. Trisha, uh, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Oh no, I'll close with some prayer though. Yeah, there you go. In the name of the father and the son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord, we just thank you for using all of our senses to pursue us. We pray, Lord, that we may respond to that pursual with just joy and acceptance and openness to whatever you have planned for our lives and for the lives of those around us. We pray for our Heavenly Mother's intercession as we pray together. Hail Mary, full Full of of grace, the the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Chestehova, pray, pray for, for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for today's conversation. Please join us again on the Live for More, Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. Thank you, pray for us, and we'll pray for you. God bless. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Speak.